0: My wolves fresh. Out the gate, soon as we congregate Watchers dominate, confiscate Sold a lot of birds, never cop the cake Hop the gate, you end up on the curb Where my mama stayed. down the way It's where it all started before I shot a face Stocking cap, the state I'm in can have a conscience at, I'm not for that I'll think about it after, ain't no hopping back Hell's roof, Rochester, New York I seen Mopsies crack Gin Jello thought he was live He started copping smack Old Earth told him relax you didn't listen to it. Now you regret every bit. Now that he's living through her. Crazy how the ball bounce. Hang him off the wall mouse. Big money, little money. Pay me cause it all counts. Dominate niggas if be shooting up your area. Carrier, then they bury you. Skin scarier. Still lighting cherries up. Shooting up the area. Carrier, then they bury you.
1: Skin scarier. Down You've done. So many different projects with so many people, you know. V. Don being one of the bigger albums, but I mean, so many different projects and EPs you've done and released, whether it's through SoundCloud or other ways, you know. Where does Hell's Roof stand as far as like what you've done so far?
2: The old murder! My project with V. Don, right. kind of like pretty much broke the barrier, you know. It was it was it was somewhat my introduction to the masses, you know, because. Like I said, I've got a bunch of previous projects with Green Lantern and, you know, a lot of people, Three gangster Grills, and but they never really broke through. So, Old Murder kind of like was my introduction to the masses and Hell's Roof, just like, you know, just skyrocketed. you know, Hell for Mugs and, you know what I mean, Mayhem, Loren, my brother, it's, it, it just took me to the next level.
1: And and Mayhem is the one who kind of got everything started, right, and put mugs onto you.
2: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely Mayhem is the blame. That's my guy. Um, we, we worked on, on Murder first. We shot that high video Uh oh, V-Don connected those dots, and then Mayhem connected those dots. You know what I mean? That's crazy. That's pretty much how it played out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's beauty
1: and and i've known mayhem for years and years man going like way back to his j love days and all that and it's just like he's always been such a good dude and i mean when when i when i read the story about how you got put on the bug it's like i was not surprised it was mayhem
2: <laughs> yeah man. that was beauty man i thank him all the time he's a great person you know i tell people you gotta be a great person first you know what i mean no doubt. characters everything
1: and and you got people right. online already saying Hell's Roof might be the album of the year. Do you, do you pay attention to those kind of comments, and what do those comments mean to you?
2: Oh man, it means everything, man. It's the the best sense of motivation for me ever. Because when my only motivation was the streets at one point, and then my biggest inspiration is Nas. But um, outside of that, man, you know that the love is is beautiful. I love it. You know, I read negative comments as well, man. It's all motivation, you know what I mean? But I pay attention and then like I said, man, it it's just keeps me, keeps my ball bouncing, you know?
1: No doubt. I'm interested, you know, with the negative comments because some artists I talk to say like, you know, that's just haters and, you know, I just ignore that and others take it into consideration and like use it as a way to like grow and get feedback. I mean, when you read a negative comment about yourself, what's your thought process?
2: Oh man, I get a kick out of it, man. I enjoy it. You know, I I never get upset. Me and my uncles and my guys, with you know, we'll laugh. It <laughs> was like, yo, it looks like Johnny Depp or a bunch of shit like that. Funny shit. You know, I, I it doesn't bother me, man. Like I said, it's all motivation. I put it like this: the good, the positive feedback, you know, keeps me going, and then the negative feedback just makes me want to shit on everybody. Fuck it, you know. All motivation,
1: yeah, man. And you look at working with Muggs now, way back when Muggs started doing like albums with like like one offs with artists, you know, like Jizza, Planet Asia, Sick Jackin'. He always said, You know, I want to provide the artist with like a complete album, like, I wanted to have that album feel. And you know, we're talking over 10 years ago, and still today, like, what, what you know, the chaos with Rock Marciano or Hell's Roof with You, like these are still very just cohesive thematically linked projects that he's doing. You know, what was it like? Definitely. When, definitely. Cause like, I feel like that's such a lost talent is putting a, a great album together. Like w- what was that process like with Muggs doing that?
2: Man, it was great. It started home first. It started in Hell's Foof, Rochester, New York. I well, matter of fact, let me, let me back up a bit. It started when Mayhan put him on to me, and he sent me the Duck Sauce record. Now, mind you, this is two years ago. This is 17. Oh,
1: wow. So you said you know, that, that took a while to actually come out in terms of, like, his album.
2: Yeah, we shot the video, you know, months after. Um, I sent the record back. It's not the same night the next morning. Like, I was quick on the draw. I'm like, holy shit, you know, this <laughs> is... Muggs, I can't fuck around with this. You know, I sent it right back. Okay, so now the process, let's get to the process. That's how it started. Now, I started recording here in Rochester, New York. I gave it about six records in. He flew me out, out west. Let me tell you something. When you work with Muggs, you better be ready. He's a machine. He doesn't play. I've recorded at least six to eight records in a day or two flew me back out and we completed the record man the process is just great because I don't know if it was a different environment I was in but I know for a fact it's because I was working with the big guy but it, it just it was so smooth like it wasn't forced it wasn't it was just natural it came natural you know it was beautiful I loved it I loved the process it was beautiful
1: and so, when you were working on the project, I mean, did you guys have kind of an overall vision, or did you did you have a very specific vision as far as like track by track, this is the layout and this is how it's going to go? Like, what what was that process like?
2: Yeah, man, it, that that's the thing. It was it was unorthodox. It wasn't planned. It was just based off great energy, and so so to a sense toward the end, I kind of like mapped it out and knew we were going to go with it. Hell's Roof, you know, the new crack era, you know, um, bringing back the crack era, you know, in a new fashion in Rochester, New York, Hell's Roof, And if you listen to it, it's a story, you know, growing up here, right here at home. And, all, and it all sunk in perfect.
1: No doubt. Yeah, I, I love the way that the, the news clips and every, like the sound bites tell the story through the music as well and, and just the way it's all linked together. Um, where'd you find those news clips from and like what, what made you that, want to that do that?
2: came solely from Mugs right there. Muggs, because see, a lot of these kids that we had graphic artists and people we were reaching out to, they had the wrong impression, you know, when they heard Hell's Roof, you know, they were doing this sending us satanic shit and they had the wrong impression. So, and Muggs stated that too. He's like, we don't want none of that stuff. But, the new crack era was solely based on the crack era back in the 80s and just how it is these days, how the crack game changed. Hell's roof is Rochester, New York, you know, just the ground we walk on. So that's how that came about.
1: No doubt. And, and what's the response been so far in Rochester to the project and just with your with your circle there?
2: Oh, man, the, the greatest support ever started right here for me for for 15 years now. And um, the beauty of it is just they really witnessed the growth. You know, it's no longer just Etho rapping. And, and, you know, they they actually witnessed the growth. So they're actually proud of that. Like, man, you know, you came a long way. I'm happy for you. You know, so the response in Rochester is, is great. You know, it's home-based. And they've loved me since day one. They never turned their backs on me. No matter how long it took. He's still on my side.
1: No doubt. And, you know, you look at Rochester and you, and you look at Buffalo and what Griselda's done up in Buffalo. You know, Mug said something um, in an interview about just how gentrification has really been able to, like, open space for new artists from other places. So it's not just, like, New York City, but, like, it, you know, we're we're hearing from Buffalo, we're hearing from Rochester, you know. What's your opinion of that in terms of, like, how – how some spots in New York are, are way more visible today than they might have been 10 or 15 years ago
2: it's great man and you know what thanks to thanks the help of guys like Westside Gun and great you know great guy you know he made it a lot easier for these kids to, to, to come up especially in the lane we in you know we I've always stuck to my guns I never had to compromise and keep up with it now I always kept it you know, I came up in the 90s we so had to be tough so that you know that's pretty much it man the gentrification is cool too i think that it's it's getting cleaned up and you know less troubles going on everybody's focused on their craft getting money raising their families and wanting to get out of the the hood you know so it's a blessing
1: and and it's no doubt that you're going to be opening the door for other artists to come from rochester and for people to pay attention it's like they hear rochester they hear you they, they're looking for others. So I'm curious, like, what is the kind... What's the Rochester like that you experience and, and, and the Rochester that you know?
2: Shit. <laughs> growing pains, my man. Whole lot of... Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's like how it was here everywhere else, but my story's a little different. You know, I didn't have it bad growing up. I actually had it good. You know, it's just... It's just it just so happens when my mama gave me that leeway, that space, you know, I got caught up. You know, I, I didn't have my father around. My mother, I'm my mama's boy. You know what I'm saying? My story's different. Um, and I, I always express that as well. But growing up, man, shit, Rochester, New York, man, again, man, you had to be tough, man. It's not a joke out here. Until this day, it's not a joke. And that's why we call it Hell's Roof. Rochester, New York.
1: And so how do you split your time now, too, between, you know, going to a place like New York or L.A., um, like New York City or L.A., like just being in different places versus being home? Like, what's that like now? Is I'm sure your schedule is getting crazier with this Hell's Roof release. And- oh,
2: man, it's a lot more intense than ever been, and I love it. I signed up for this, and I worked hard for this. So every chance that I get, every opportunity, I'm taking and based on dates, if I got if I got a gig on the seventeenth and you need me on the nineteenth, I'm coming. As long as that date is open. So it's not hard to balance. It's just hard to um keep up with, with family and loved ones, you know what I mean? That's 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 the downside of it. But they know what I'm doing and they know it's all love.
1: No doubt. And you know, you look at what you what you're doing, um, with with Hell's Roof. And I think one of the lines that really just like encapsulates just like the lyrical approach you took to this is like on Dominate, when you say, you know, stocking cap state, I'm in. I mean, it really seems like you brought, you know, just that hunger and that, that intensity to every bar on this project.
2: Yeah, man, it was it's a uh, living experience and Mark set the tone for that. And I kind of knew that's where it was going to go because I've never heard nothing uh, too bright for me you know he's bright right up my alley the darkest shit out, I uh-huh. love it it's very easy to vibe off of Muggs beats man you know because they tell you where to go they already paint the picture before you start writing the beat is already telling you where to go it's crazy I can see it as soon as I hear it you know so it's a blessing working with Muggs man Hell's Wolf i tell you what, we would have had it done a lot sooner. You know what I'm saying? That's how, when I hear that shit, that is, it's just the groove he puts me in is different. You know what I mean?
1: No doubt. And, you know, I, I'm curious, like, how do you think of these lines, too, man? Like, what's that process like for you? Like, you know, you say, you know, um, if we were up north, I'd strangle you for tobacco. Like, like, you
2: know, <laughs> you know like, well, it's the truth. It's the truth. Survival. You, you got to live. So, you know, I say survival of the fit, only the strong survive, and we don't compromise, that's my whole point. So right. my thing is, you know, survival. We got, we in the trenches, we got to do what we got to do, and we got to stay alive. I can't let you get me. I got to get you first. That's the model. But glad to say I'm no longer a part of that that lifestyle. focus and I'm on the road. You know, and, and we're making noise now, and I turned over a new leaf, and um, I, I don't look forward to having to even play that position ever again.
1: Well, yeah, because even in, in your newer music and your older music, I mean, you even say, you know, you get further with a smile than you do in oh, other words. Oh, definitely. So it's like, it seems like that, definitely. like your mentality has really changed.
2: Definitely, man, because I've really seen it. I've really... Been through it, and it's like sooner or later you grow, and you're like, Man, you know, it's time to change. You know, I got my daughters 11 years old, and I got one on the way now.
1: Oh, congrats, Tomorrow
2: is Thank you. Tomorrow is our first ultrasound visit, and so you know, yeah, I'm all the way focused, man. I'm, I'm out the way, I'm keeping busy, and I'm still sucker free.
1: No doubt, man. Well, I got one due in end of September, early October, man, so we'll be uh,
2: having nice. a lot of sleepless nice.
1: nights, man, you know, coming up for both of beautiful. us.
2: Beautiful. I love it, man. I love it. You know what I mean? It's this a beautiful thing.
1: No doubt. No, it really is the best, man, and it, it gives you kind of a different focus, I think, too. I mean, do you think about your lyrics in terms of, like, how your children will process it one day?
2: Um, to a sense. I mean, my daughter's 11. She raps herself. She writes, you know, I help her. I revise. We go through, we go over it. We do it over again. Um, one thing about that question is this, is that I want her to know what's real. You know, I want her to know that this is how it is. And this is what you're going to have to do if you're put in that situation. Um, I always tell her when you go to school and people pick on you, let them you know you defend yourself don't hit nobody you defend yourself so i teach her right You know, she knows and um she listens to my songs all the time you know she, i'm probably the only one she can listen to with explicit lyrics because other than that she got to play the clean versions nah but you know yeah man um i would much rather tell her the stone cold truth my man you know
1: right no i i, I take that same approach man and I think one of those things is like even if you take the clean versions the kids are so smart and they hear those those you know pauses like they know what yeah. goes in those pauses. Oh yeah yeah but
2: I mean there's no way around it now I mean they're on the internet, on the internet now man she right. got her phone and YouTube surfing there's no way around it I mean I used to I remember man I used to get pissed when my mama didn't allow me to buy the tapes with the advisory stick around you
1: know? it
2: Uhhuh. And I had to go I had to get someone to buy it or I had to go steal it or fucking buy the bootleg. But yeah, man, so I know how it is Um, as long as it's not... I mean, like, I read this meme online and it said, when we were growing up, you listen to drug dealer music. Now our kids are listening to drug user music. So I try to steer away from that, I just, which is why I put her on to a lot of the previous stuff, you know, but I can't take away... That from her because she likes six nines and the, you know the xxx you know though she likes that stuff you know right. but that's their generation I can't you know I can't change that so whatever she likes I'm a support I would wouldn't force nothing on her and that's that's pretty much that.
1: Yeah, I saw a dime a dozen um, put a really thoughtful question out on Twitter when he was like speaking out of school. He said how. Um, students were asked to like visualize themselves like in the future and a kid drew a picture of himself with a tattoo like numb under his eye and he asked the question like are we as artists like you know basically preparing kids to be like mentally like depressed or like to think that you know like like heavy drug use is is the norm and accepted and I I just thought that was a really thought-provoking question because it it goes along with what you're saying but it's like what is the responsibility of artists today? When you look at how you portray um, life,
2: it's just all—it's a just a, a tactic, man. Yeah, I guess it's some sort of sense of uh, control. I don't know. I could I could dig in deep on that, you know. But they know exactly what they're doing. Let's just say that, you know. Right. Food for thought. And, and they know what to feed. You know, the the slums and the ghettos, they know exactly what to feed us, you know. I mean, think about this. They promote, you know, they put crack heroin and all that stuff in the streets, stuff that ruins homes and kills people. But they never promote shrooms and stuff like that. Those are things we actually need, <laughs> if you ask me, you know. So, yeah, man, that's another story. That's that's something else, but yeah, man. As far as music goes man, they know what they're doing. That's why they took away the native tongue era, cause it was all positive, and they enforced the negative. I'm here to keep keep my life alive, my story alive. You know, I'm not here to to uh, catch trends and waves. You know, this is all me. You're gonna get me in the flesh
1: well and i i think just just from following your career too like what's so apparent is like you have your sound and your sound can go a lot of different directions but like i don't hear any reaches i don't hear like you know in the in the 2000s you, you pick up a mixtape and it's like this is my club song this these are the down south tracks these are the west coast tracks this is like the street yeah, tracks nah, yeah and, and, and i don't hear any of that from yeah. you i i hear like like if i if i see a song from you
2: Like, I have an idea of what I'm going to get, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that as well. And, and, you know, I got to do what I love first. I got to do what I know. I mean, you know, we all exaggerate sometimes. We want to make shit sound cool. I get it. As an artist, from an artist's point of view. But at the end of the day, man, you know, the shit we say might even incriminate us. I wouldn't even, you know, this is all real-life stuff, and I'm happy to, um, you know, introduce that that, that to y'all. You know what I'm saying? And then when I say introduce, it's cause they're, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years, but the masses are just now catching on. So, And I'm, I'm glad they are, man, because, man, at one point, I would not even want to do this shit no more, because I bought dreams and fell into a lot of bad situations. So once in a while, man, I'm proud to say that, man, everything is coming together, and so far, so good.
1: That's great, man. Yeah, because I mean, just from from you know being at Hip Hop Game and this, you know, the same times that that you're talking about. I mean, I just remember how many vultures there were out there, like just kind of preying on artists, you know, selling mixtape spots, selling um, selling dreams. Basically, I mean, you know, how did you survive that era without giving up and saying this is just not worth it?
2: Well. The only way to survive is to do what we know best. But when you're like me, you just keep gunning. You, you don't give up. Never give up, man, you know. I remember you used to hear people uh, to watch uh, Rap City or an uh, interview on, you know, TV, whatever. Be like, yo, never give up. Never give up. And, and that's the guy's honest truth. Never give up, man. Keep pushing. It's going to work if you really want it. It's gonna work. You got to stick to your guns.
1: No doubt. You know what would you say were some of the most frustrating times in terms of coming up and 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 what you went through that you look back and you're like you're glad you went through it now for that perspective, but like at the time it definitely did not feel good.
2: I think I think the most difficult time and the most for me anyway is when I have to fucking hit the road with just enough to get there. Mm. And then, and then, you know, having to rely on a buddy of mine for some space for a couple of days, sleep on his couch and just feeling like, man, you know, shit got to Shit got to Brighten up that grind, that part of the grind, because a lot of these kids only respect the progress and not the process, you know? So, I went, I went as far as, um, having the power money, you know? Those were the only, that's what I hated. Cause it makes you feel less of a man when you have to rely and reach out to motherfuckers who don't even support you anyway. Because they're looking for results, hidden agendas and shit. So, yeah, you know, I went through a lot, man, and, um, I got let down a bunch of times. But here I am, man, still gunning. And and things are starting to look up, man. So that's that's why you know got to keep pushing, man. Either way.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm incredibly happy for you, man. And and I I think that's just it, it's great because you know the music you're making, we definitely need more of it. So, um, you know, I'm. I'm Thank I'm, you, man. Thank you. I'm 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 glad you stuck with it, man. You know when. Definitely. When, so when you look at. Um, everything that you've done with this Hell's, Hell's Roof album. I mean, I think the visuals are striking because there's definitely a link. You can see like the progression between the videos as well. Like, um, I, I like the visuals and and the fact that it's it fits the theme of the music. Like, how did you and Muggs come up with those treatments and really tell the story and like kind of extend it through those visuals?
2: I'm going to be honest right now, man. I had nothing to do with the treatments. Muggs is a genius. Muggs, we got the, his name's David. Um, he's the one who edits and he shot uh, Holy Wine. Um, he didn't shoot what you're saying. Yeah, he shot Holy Wine. He, he's amazing, David. Shout out to David. Um, yeah, Muggs is behind the, the, the you know the treatments and stuff like that we share ideas and stuff but yeah he's pretty much the guy so i i really i didn't have nothing to do with that as far as the direction but you know glad to say i was there man and we we shot and we we got more coming you know what i'm saying it's on the way
1: no doubt i I mean i think the visuals are are so important to the to to just you know getting it out there these days more so than ever um what would you say really stuck out about this experience working with mugs? That's that you're gonna take with you in terms of like other projects, and that you can apply what you learned with mugs to other um, projects. Like oh that? man,
2: great question. Um, you got a gun. You got to be. You got to be on your best. to you bring your fucking sharpest sword out, and, and and stay sharp, and be ready to tackle records down. He's got to do five a day. So bring your sharpest sword out is what I learned. And I'm going to do that every time and keep it as busy as possible and give it your heart, man. Man, Look at it like you in the fucking front of the president. You know what I'm saying? Did you want to give your best speech? You know, that's what I learned. And, um, just the format of marketing is crazy. Like learn how to balance uh, when you release things, learn how to balance them in a timely manner. Like, you know, build anticipation, you know, give them a clip here and then drop the video next week. You know, stuff like that. I learned a lot. The marketing things very important. You know, you got to know how to go about putting things out. So, Muggs is, again, he's a genius and learned a lot dealing with the big guy, man, you know, so it's a pleasure, it's my pleasure. Man.
1: And you look at that, um, how important is it for you as an artist to be, be well-versed in the marketing and that side of things? Because, like, I'm sure on one hand it would it would be really nice to just create and just let the music take yeah. care of itself, but on the other hand, like, you want that control over your career so you don't get jerked.
2: Yes. No, marketing is everything. And now I'm glad to say, you know, these guys could go back and check my previous catalog because we didn't market those correctly. So a lot of them slept on it. So marketing is the most important. We got to make sure it counts this time and, and don't just put it out and it sits around. You know what I'm saying? So marketing is definitely the the, the most important Building the brand and stuff like that
1: No doubt and you said how you know you you just write every verse like there's no tomorrow and you look at You know the verses you have do you have any verses that you've that you have that you're just like I'm saving this for like the perfect beat or this is for like a bigger project or do you whatever you have? It just comes out and you're not you you don't keep anything well
2: sometimes sometimes but eh, that verse would have to go with the beat so Right. If I did that verse to a certain beat, then we're going to use it. But there's also a lot of verses I hate. I <laughs> see the light of day. I might have used four out of them. You know, I might have took some bars out of a verse. But it's a bunch that I've never used as well. I'm my, worst, I'm my own worst critic. And um, I got, at one point, man, I would have to hear it from the guys. Like, nah, that's it. That's fire, fire, fire. But then I, deep inside, I hate it. Mm. So I also got a lot of verses I didn't agree with as well.
1: No doubt, you know how do you, how do you how do you decide that what you keep versus what you don't? I mean, is it, is it feedback from others that's that weighs it's the chilling, most? Man.
2: Yeah, it's all it's all feel. I was like I gotta love it first, and I told my boys that you know don't you know, I know I understand I understand these guys want money and want get rich, but you gotta love it first. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't feel it, then we can't use it. I know when it's a go because my heart tells me so. I know and because I love it. Plenty of times, you know, other my other homies will agree and say, nah, I like it. But if I don't, it's not going to work. Right. Right. You know
1: so, so what, what is your writing process like? Because I appreciate how you're able to basically take ideas, but say them in ways that no one has ever said them before. And, you know, going back to that, like strangle you for tobacco, like that's a unique way, of speaking, <laughs> like, like the way Nas would say, like sipping on crushed grapes instead of wine, like,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's we, dope, man.
1: Cause I, I always appreciate like that the way that
2: you, that you can do that. How? Do, what's that, what's that writing process like for you? Um, I think it's just the groove, man, you know, I get in the zone and then, man, you know, it, it's all based off the, the mood, you know? So, it, again, like, again, we might exaggerate or think about some slick shit to say, but for the most part, it's easy because it's, It's real. So it's not like I have to, you know, make it a big deal about, damn, what am I going to say next? Nah, that's not it, because this is me. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I I don't know, that's pretty much it.
1: And, you know, I'm curious because sometimes your verses vary in length. You know, how do you decide what's going to be like an eight bar verse versus 16?
2: that that's the thing about mugs too like we we our format was on and off like we'll have a 12 bar verse four right. bar hook, eight bar hook 16 bar we'll do a 25 or uh, 24 bar and that eight bar so i think i think it shouldn't have to be formatted all the time you you know uh doing it on and off 12 here four there boom just do what you want you know what i'm saying um Man, I remember we used to do three verses of record. Now we're giving them two, so it changes all the time. So there really is no limit on the length of a verse or a record. It's just you know, when it, when you're done, it's done. Do you,
1: do you find you do a lot of revision to your verses, or do you find usually the first time is what makes it to the record?
2: Oh yeah, nah, nah, yeah, I'm I, not. Nah, I don't revise. I don't do nothing that I feel is not gonna gonna work. I make sure it's a go, at all times. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe I don't even do ad-libs. Maybe sometimes I'll do some fill-ins, but as far as the verse go, I'm not gonna spit it if I'm not okay with it. So it's gonna work first time around. It has to work.
1: No, Dad. Do you, do you write a lot on the spot in the studio, or do you? Um... Always, always. I'm
2: probably the only guy that doesn't have nothing ready. Honestly, I just left the studio with terminology at Static Spot and Large Pro was there. And yeah, man, I write, I do it right then and there. That's how I work. I never have nothing ready. Only time I had stuff ready is when I went to the station. And, uh, you know, not even that worked because I always forget a lyric or two or some shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'll be thinking like, what? But yeah, man, I'm always on the spot. Always.
1: Nice. And I, I saw I saw that picture of you and in, in Large Pro man. It's it that that had to be a, a big moment too. Like, you know, you go from working with oh, man to like large pro. I mean, that's pretty incredible.
2: Fucking amazing man. Fucking amazing. He's the illest. Like just the aura alone, like outside of music, just the person he is is gold, you know. And that's rare because you know a lot of these guys are assholes, man, dickheads, man. And um just the, the sincerity, man, and the love was you know I mean, that's what it's about. You build relationships, man, you know. And uh he was he's a great guy, man. Shout out to Lost Pro, man. It was an amazing night for me, historical. I had left Juju from the beat nuts, you know, me and Tech and Term recorded. It was beautiful, you know. These are the guys I grew up to, so I'm like, Wow, this is crazy, you know. I'm here with Lars Pro, I'm here with fucking Tech, I'm here with Juju from the beatnuts. It's just fucking unreal, you know. So I appreciate it. It's a blessing.
1: No doubt. Yeah, that's incredible. Have you found you've been getting a lot of love since Hell's Roof dropped, or have you found that 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 these guys were were paying attention or like before Hell's Roof or did Hell's T- Oh T- yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. I mean, they, they definitely was paying attention. Um, I just noticed that when me and V-Don dropped Old Murder, it got a little more intense for us,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but then we dropped Hell's Roof, and now it's like pew, you know, it's like, wow, you know, it's crazy. A lot more opportunities, and, you know, I met Alchemist, for Christ's sakes, for my first time, man. That was crazy. Marks took me to Alchemist spot. I recorded the verse for West Side Guns, Johns Bina, John Baneo. Writing alchemist spot on the spot so no pressure there (laughs) nah man that's what i mean when you're around these guys you got to come with the sharpest sword and that's what i do every time my plan is um to give it my best man especially around these guys you know you got to those are my favorites you know
1: no doubt. I mean, yeah. So when you look at these opportunities coming up, how are you, how are you moving forward? Going to basically take advantage of what of what's in front of you, while also making sure that everything you're doing makes sense for what you want to do career wise.
2: Yeah, just keep the ball bouncing, man. Just keep doing what I love. Stay hungry, focused, out the way, out of trouble, and everything gonna be great.
1: No doubt. You know, um, you talk about on addicts. Um, you know, getting Doritos, but you never, say what, you never say what flavor. What's that? On on the intro to Addicts. Uh, what
2: was that? Bring me a Dutch and a Lucy.
1: Yeah, and you get some Doritos, but you never say what actual flavor of Doritos. You're getting some curious. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to be
2: the originals, man. No Cool Ranch. I do the spicy too, the spicy nacho. No, I'm totally against... Cool Ranch Doritos, man. <laughs> okay, well,
1: I, I, and that's a classic flavor too, man. But you're you're just straight, straight original. N- n- not the sweet, spicy, chili one. None of those.
2: Yeah, nah, nah, man. I go as far as the spicy nachos, man. That's about it. Man. <laughs> no Cool Ranch. I always hated them. Fucking Cool Ranch Doritos, man. I don't know why. I hate them.
1: It doesn't really taste like with those. It's got this weird taste where it doesn't really taste like ranch. Like I'm not really sure what it tastes like, but it's definitely not a ranch taste. I'm not even really. sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know what it is. They never sat well with me, man. Them damn cool (laughs) ranches don't pass with me, man.
1: (laughs) No doubt, man. And is it official? Like, um, as far as like the the little part of your name being dropped off now, is that?
2: Oh yeah, totally official, man. I hated it. I mean. Keep in mind, I'm 35 years old, man. Listen, I was Little Ito when I was 13, 15. It was probably only one other Little, and that was Little Fame. You know, all these Littles and these Youngs came out. And not only that, I told my guy this in the last podcast interview I did. Shout out Classic Material, Carlos, you know, um, Book of Rounds podcast. I told him, you know, I grew as an artist as well. You know what I mean? it's like the little shit was just cliche it's just like I didn't like it I had to get rid of it once and for all I grew as an artist and um yeah the little is definitely scratched off
1: no doubt and you know something else I've enjoyed seeing is is your production and you working with other artists from the producer oh, yeah. side oh yeah you know what are you doing in terms of a producer these days
2: um I'm producing for a couple guys man you know I did the Intro for Benny and Specs. Specs is my brother, Rochester native. Yep. Shout out to Specs. That's family. Um, We did uh, Ransom. You know, man, produced for a bunch of people. I just did the recent Trust uh, Specs drop Trust Tape 3. I got a cut on there with Benny and his new artist, the female, which is Shaynawn. Um, yeah, man, I'm producing, I'm getting some cuts out, man. I got random artists online buying beats and shit like that, you know,
1: and do, do you see getting your, some placements. Do you think you're going to produce a project for yourself as well in the future? Like just something that you do entirely? Oh, yourself? most
2: definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Me and Muggs just talked about that. Definitely going to showcase my production. Nice. So That's you... a must. I started off producing. So by the way, I started producing first.
1: And so, what made you pick up the mic? Was it just being around so many different MCs and like thinking like I can do this?
2: That and experimenting, you know, freestyling, you know, with the guys. And once, once, once I got on house arrest, I got that beat machine. I started recording. And it was over. You know what
1: I'm saying? When but uh, you- my
2: first placement was Stack Bundles. Rest in peace. Oh man. I actually went went to Far Rock in his projects and recorded that record we did together with him. Great guy. We talked about that as well. So, yeah, man, I'm still producing. Um, and I uh, plan on producing a bunch of stuff for me now because I started producing for me first. I always rapped over my joints, but then I got a load of V on. I started getting spoiled, you know? Right, Like, man, these guys, you know, so, but yeah, I'm definitely getting back to the board in the past. And yes, it's it's going down.
1: I mean, I would imagine it's something that you want to do, but at the same time, if you've got someone like V-Don, you know, bringing what he does or someone like Muggs, I mean, you also got to take advantage of those opportunities. So it's it's probably that balance, right?
2: Yeah, I, but this is what I plan on doing next. Um, I want to do a 10-track 10, 10 project. I want to give him five of my joints and then five from various producers. I don't want to produce the whole whole thing, but we'll showcase it. Balance. We'll give it the balance. I'll get, you know, one from Al, one from Muggs, so-and-so, and then five from me. So that's my plan right there. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me, me and V-Dawn are working on another tape called Sinner's Heaven that'll definitely be out around summertime. Hopefully, Sinners um, Heaven is coming. I got a lot of things going on, bro. I promise, man. I'm not gonna let you guys down. So,
1: so 2019 is looking like it's gonna be a big year in terms of releases for you.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and, and the best part about it is I'm working with the greats. This round, I plan on dedicating my time and energy to to the pioneers, to the people that I love and inspired me since day one
1: that's awesome man we're
2: bringing we're bringing that sound back and i plan on using these guys the large pros you know the jujus and you know i want that's that's my plan that's what i want to do
0: god bless Happy for a sinner, no? yeah. yeah. So blow, So crack, so a so like a little, like a little, feed my little, like a little, like a little, like make a leave. a Out. I was just a beginner, adjusted the center, Prayed with the lights out, saved at the lighthouse D.D. Mickey did that, them days it was nice out Then I got older, that's when it got colder Lemon shot holder, a heaven for sinner's mom. I spin the pot and pray fast, don't slide over i found him with his head open, we find closure I'll repent later when I'm sober in a dog tree with the preacher's wife your foes written in psalms 3 if you read it right no prison i'm home free i can see the light but it's dark still kill him that was god's will had to spell a coffin for that then i feel the offering hat it's on me to tutor them hell's jerusalem left on the sidewalk still chalk in the cracks this is Sunday service I'm praying they pull faithful above once they service Bless the young ones who you praise guns they purchase But God forbid love ain't worth it Cha. So Soul blow, soul crash, soul dice Did it all just to feed my people But the grace stood up in eat. You ain't tryna make it whole daily yeah. It's never heaven for the sinner It's never heaven for the sinner Sorry, just uh, yeah. Yeah. We at the end of the book now Hell hits in the seven, wait for the hood crowd We got our own section, away from the good clouds Put where the rain pours, what you in the game for? Uh, brighten your night Lord knows we've been here fighting the fight The rotten apple get right to the bite Fruit bearer, Jesus face, jewel wearer